This is the Bodar Blast by USS Decatur, with your host, Lieutenant Junior Raid, Daniel Earl. All views expressed on this show are not those of the United States Navy and made by the individuals who are on the show. All music used is used with the permission of the songwriter or is royalty free. This is a feature production of the USS Decatur and is made free to use and free for all the families and supporters of the USS Decatur DDG 73. Old and Dare. And welcome to this episode of the Bodar Blast. And I am Lieutenant Junior Grade Danny Ehrlich. Another episode comes by, and a lot more events have happened since uh, we last talked. So let's start with uh, getting into Singapore. We did our first port visit uh, going to Singapore. Uh, and let me tell you, my first port visit abroad, uh, a lot of people's first port uh, visit abroad, and it was amazing. Um, we had an awesome time. I know that me and a bunch of friends, we, uh, we got to stay downtown and go to Marina Bay Sands and do just some amazing things. It was Chinese New Year while we were there. Uh, so we got to experience some of the uh, cultural items and and, uh, and celebrations and just the, the cultural aspects of being there for one of the most important holidays of their year. And uh, the people of Singapore were so welcoming. Everybody was very nice. And uh, we just had an amazing time. Uh, the food there, I mean, is just a mix of everything. You get Malaysian food. You get Thai food. You get Chinese food. You get Singaporean food. Um, just such amazing people such awesome different food groups and so uh, we had an awesome time uh, amazing port visit and uh, now back out at sea and being back out at sea uh, one of the things that we've been doing quite a lot lately building a lot of proficiency on is our uh, our razes we've been doing a lot of replenishments at sea and so a lot of you at home may not know what a replenishment at sea is but it can come in many forms so we we uh, we can refuel at sea, we connect the hose at sea, and are able to uh, put in fuel to the ship, and uh, we can take on tons of fuel, and be able to fully fuel up without even ever having to hit a port. Uh, we can do uh, connective replenishment, where we transfer stores via a tension line, uh, and it's just pallets of stores, and, and that's it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a line that holds it up, and... Uh, connects it across and then it basically shoots down that line over to the ship uh, and then we can do what's called vert rep which we've done before as well uh, which is where you, uh, you we have a helo uh, that works with us and they can pick up the pallets and then drop them off uh, to the ship so we've we've been doing quite a few of those uh, the other thing that uh, has really been uh, hitting a lot lately is that we've been having a lot of our uh, our sailors and watchstanders um, getting qualifications, including a lot of ESWAS qualifications. So congratulations to all of our ESWAS uh, awardees. Uh, they've been doing their boards recently. They've been passing their boards. And it's just awesome to see a lot of our uh, young sailors and young leaders become even better, smarter, more proficient, uh, more confident watchstanders and be able to see them wear their pins with pride. Uh, it's awesome, and it's it's if you ever see someone with a, what's called an enlisted surface warfare specialist pin, one of the silver uh, surface pins in the Navy, uh, it's a great achievement uh, for 
uh, for them and if they're your sailor or part of your family or a friend of yours uh, just wish them congratulations it's huge for their uh, for their career progress and for their uh, development in the United States Navy and so uh, congratulations to all of them and then uh, along that line we've been getting a lot of mail too so thank you all back at home for uh, taking care of us and uh, making sure that we're staying in, within everybody's thoughts uh, the mail sorting has been crazy but LS2 Henry and his team have been doing a great job and you'll hear from him later on in one of our segments but uh, we've been getting tons of mail I know I got some mail and your care packages mean a lot to us when we're at sea um, whenever we get the snacks or your letters or cards or appreciation it, it just means a lot because uh, every day kind of feels routine and you probably hear that from sailors often in our interviews on this show of you, you build up a routine uh, once every day kind of feels the same but once you build up that routine every the days start flying by but your letters your care packages your thoughts from home keep us going so thank you to all of our supporters back home uh, back in the states back wherever you might be in supporting us sending us mail uh, you guys are really the true MVPs thank you so much and uh, finally uh, what's up with that has been uh, I, I hate to harp on the weather so much around here but uh, the weather has been very different from what you would expect in the United States at this time. So for some places in the United States, you might be experiencing some uh, heavy winter right now. If you live in California or in some warmer climates, you know, the a little bit cooler weather than what you're used to. Over here, it's monsoon season. So we pull into Singapore and it was extremely hot and humid and we saw the sun for a little bit. And then that was it. That was all the sun we saw. Uh, it was raining for the rest of our visit there. It's, it was raining for... A long time afterward after we left it's been raining constantly and so uh, it's just it's monsoon season over there so it's pretty typical but uh, it's been raining tons and we're not used to that uh, the seas have been a little rough so if you're keeping in contact with your family members on the ship please make sure that they're doing okay because uh, the last few days have been a little rough out here with the seas and uh, not everybody is able to handle the seas perfectly but uh, you build up those sea legs, you build up the, the stamina as you're, as you're in the Navy longer. So we have a great interview for this show today. I'm pleased to have uh, personnel specialist, third class, Mateo Redman on. Uh, has an amazing story of how he joined the Navy and what he does for our command uh, as we enter into Black History Month. And so I wanted to feature uh, some of our sailors that are doing amazing things and representing the African-American community uh, in the United States uh, with just amazing achievements in the Navy. So uh, kick it over to our interview with uh, PS3 Redmond. And I'm with personnel specialist third class Mateo Redmond. I said that right, right? Yes, sir. So uh, you're our fourth guest on the Bodar Blast and uh, thanks for coming on. I know that you were super excited to come on here. So we just had your colleague Mayan Two Evans a couple weeks ago on here. So uh, first off, uh, what made you want to come on the podcast? Um, well, Wyatt 2 Evans told me her experience, and uh, I wanted to basically come on and share my experience as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, share your story. Well, let's story. start out with your story, because you got yeah. a pretty cool story, and I want people to hear it. So, um, what made you want to join the Navy, and like, how did you join the Navy? Oh, man. Um, 
Well, I was working at Walmart, <laughs> and um, I had actually got fired that, that day um, because I uh, got into it with my store manager. Um, long story short, I was scheduled. I, I used to get scheduled for three different things, and um, that day I was scheduled for one thing, and he wanted me to go do the other, and I told him, no, I'm not going to go do that. So uh, we got went, bumped heads a bit, got into it, and um, I ended up getting caught in the back. Um, turns out I had too many tardies, <laughs> and uh, they had to let me go that day. So um, as I'm walking out of Walmart, um, calling my Uber to head home, uh, I see my old recruiter walking in the door at Walmart, and uh, he recognized me from high school. And I was, I'm like two years out of high school at this point. And he recognizes me. He said, "Hey." Um, didn't you go to so-and-so high school? Uh, I said, yeah, you remember me. He was like, uh, you still trying to join the Navy? I said, man, I ain't got nothing to do now, so might as well. You know, I just got fired. Um, so uh, like a day later, I ended up going to the um, Navy recruiting district, sitting down with him, and uh, he gave me a couple jobs. Job ideas I thought took the ASVAB, and um, it was Gunner's Mate. Uh, personnel specialist and something else. I ended up going with. Uh, I ended up originally going with Gunner's Mate, but then I decided to um, switch something else because my mom, she didn't like the sound of Gunner's Mate. She wanted me more um, admin savvy, basically. You know, sitting at a desk instead of thinking I'm gonna be on a ship my whole life. So I ended up going personnel specialist, and here I am today. So where did you grow up exactly? I grew up uh, south side of Chicago, born and raised in the hood, and um, yeah, after uh, high school on the, on the south side, I did like two years on the south side, and then I moved uh, to the suburbs called Romeoville in Illinois uh, to finish high school with my dad, because I got into a couple of altercations uh, in the city, um, and yeah, going to school in the suburbs definitely turned my life around because um, the teachers out in the suburbs actually, I feel like they care more about your schooling and your just genuinely as a person versus in the city. It's just like they, they there for their nine to five trying to get their money and get you out of there. So. And then you joined the Navy and the rest is history. And so uh, do you enjoy, like, what, what are some of the aspects you kind of enjoy about being a personnel specialist? Why did, what, what makes you do what you do every day? Um, so all of the jobs I've had growing up have been in the customer service area. So, and I've always enjoyed talking to people in general. Um, like working at Walmart, I was manager at Dollar Tree. Uh, so just joining the Navy and, and basically doing the same thing I was doing, just in a di different aspect, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, I like it, you know. I like I love my job. To be honest, I just love helping people, uh, and that's that's what that's what I'm all about. Making sure people are good. Uh, if I know people are good, then I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you uh, you are always the person in that admin office that's making sure people are good. So, what exactly do you do as a personnel specialist that makes sure that everybody's good? I know that you take care of people's pay. Right. <laughs> uh, that's that's one way you put it. Uh, make sure people's pay is good. Um, I also handle. Uh, our new gains. So when people check into our command, uh, make sure all of their entitlements are correct. Uh, their travel pay is up to date. Um, you know, a lot of stuff from career C pay to family separation allowance to flight deck pay, any sort of pay entitlement. 
I love handling that because, you know, who doesn't like getting their money, right? And, yeah. So, just making sure people's pay is good and, and making sure everybody's good as far as getting what they need. And, that I mean, you do an awesome job of it. Uh, you and the rest of the, the crew up there in admin. So, uh, you guys formed some really good relationships up in admin. You guys are like a little family up there. What, what do you, what's the secret to that up there? Um... Honestly, I mean, we just we just all vibe together. I mean, when you were, you got to work as a team, right? So um, in that office, you have to be able to cooperate because a lot of the things you do flow within each other. We all do the same thing, essentially, right? We don't have the same job title, but we help each other out at the end of the day. And you can't help people out if you can't work as a team. So, I mean, we really just vibe um, as a team through music. You know, we stay focused. Uh, we joke around together, and yeah, we just keep each other motivated. Like we're family down there, um, and that's how it should be all throughout the ship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, and we have a great family aspect on this ship. And I mean, I always see you throughout the the P ways, uh, just you know, checking up on people, high fiving people, decking people up. But yeah. uh, do you have some like fellow Chicagoans that you kind of hang out with on the ship, um, or like like a group of friends on the ship that you hang out with? Oh yeah, yes. Um, definitely, uh, Mighty Two Hernandez and um, HM3 Jermaine and um, Gravit. Those are my boys for sure. Like we actually was living together um, before I had my daughter. Uh, we actually like stayed in the <laughs> frat house they would call it. Where it was dope. Uh, we actually bond, do everything together, um, and they also uh, keep it, we keep each other motivated as a group as well when it comes to progressing in, in our naval careers, um, quali qualification-wise, and yeah, just qualification-wise, and you know, life choices, we, we all keep each other with our head on straight, so yeah, that's good. I know you guys ball together, so like, um, you talked about your daughter, mm -hmm. I know she was born earlier last year. Correct. Yeah, congratulations on that, I always Thank love you, saying that, because she's adorable. Thank What's you. her name, and uh, What's it like being a father, a new father, young father in the Navy? Like, what's yeah. what's it like for that? Uh, yeah, her name is uh, Milani. She was born uh, June 27th uh, this year. Well, last year, 2022. Forgot we were in the new year. But, um, yeah, she just turned seven months a couple of days ago. Um, it's different, right, because when she was born, I was under, well, I made it, hope, thankfully. But, I mean... Since then, we've been underway, underway deployment. So it's kind of hard being a father, right? Um, especially because how the how the Navy is, it's hard to get. Um, it's it's meal to meal, right? So she's in a whole different location. So it's kind of hard to see your child, you know, spouse. Because meal to meal um, marriages are treated like um, civilian. I mean, are treated like as single. So you don't really have that um, good free will to like live together if they're in a different area. Um, but the being a father aspect is it's pretty different. I'm still uh, getting used to it. I wish I had more time to, you know, get acquainted to it. But um, once we get back from this deployment, I have more time to help our mom, the mother. Uh, she's been doing great. She's a uh, she's playing the father role right now. So I just uh, want to get back and help her out as much as I can. You know. You want to shout him out too on the huh? podcaster. You want to shout out. Uh Mom and mom and daughter. Oh yeah! Shout out to Chloe. <laughs> Shout out to Chloe and Milani. Yeah, it's 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 tough being a family member in the military, but I mean, you guys are are the model of doing great, and uh, and 
and I'm so happy for you guys. Um, just an awesome, awesome story to hear that you, you had a kid and all of that. And you're such a good dad too. Like the the one cool thing I, I love about the admin office is like you guys post all the photos of your kids and everything. Oh, yeah. It's like super supportive and all of that. But uh, talking about deployment, we were talking about that like a moment ago. Like. But we, uh, we've been on deployment for about two months now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how do you set your routine? Like, what's your daily grind? I know you work out quite a bit. Like, what, what do you do to keep, like, sane on deployment? Uh, it's honestly hard to keep sane on deployment. <laughs> well, honestly, not for me, to be honest. Uh, I notice everybody else is hard for them. But me keeping my sanity is making sure everybody else is sane, if that makes sense. I find joy in making sure everybody else around me is is happy, you know. So my, I would say, go-to to make sure that I'm good is just doing my job, making sure people, making sure people around me are good. Um, I really just have a set routine. It's it's kind of all repetitive, but it's wake up, go to work, um, eat, <laughs> work out go back to work it's, it's all the same scheme and you just and you just get used to it you have no choice really um, you gotta have a strong mindset to do it though yeah and it's awesome that you're like the person that lifts people up you know mm-hmm. what what's it like having to you know kind of be that person that lifts people up lifts their spirits it, you know it's, it takes a toll probably um, it makes me feel good I feel like my uh, grandmother rest in peace um, and my mom they'll be happy for, to see what I'm doing, uh, they raised me pretty. They feel like they raised me pretty well, you know. Uh, especially my dad as well. Uh, he played his part. Uh, I feel like everybody would be proud of me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're. I mean, you're doing great things out here, mm-hmm. including. I know your mom didn't want you to be like a gunner's mate, but you're yeah. on. You're on our scat teams, and yeah. uh, and I mean, you're qualified in almost every single weapon system we have on board. Yeah. So. What, what got you into that? What wanted, what made you want to kind of get into qualifying crew serve and doing, I, I know you went the personnel specialist route, mm-hmm. but you had to, you had to buffer a little bit. So like, <laughs> what, 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 what got into you that you wanted to get into that? I mean, sir, I still wanted to be a gunner's mate. Um, obviously I ended up being a PS, but I like the whole, you know, shooting aspect. I like being on the, wanted to be on the front line, you know, to defend my um, uh, ship in case of any you know conflicts or anything like that so uh, for me being able to be on scat and shoot the 50 cal shoot the 240 it was a privilege of mine and plus it's dope right it's, it's a nice adrenaline rush um, and yeah just wanted to be there so for deployment we talked about you know kind of your jobs and stuff like that but like how do you relax during deployment and like what, what are some things that you usually look for from Week to week, I know you're like the voice of uh, our MWR on board. Yeah, always on the 1MC. Um, I have, aside from being the voice of MWR, um, I have my Xbox in the office. So, any little uh, downtime we have, I'd uh, change the change the channel on my monitor and just play some Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty, something like that, just to decompress a little bit, and relax. Cause like we all go. We all deserve some relaxation time, right? We're 24-7 warfighters, but we deserve downtime. Um, as well as, I look forward to Sundays, holiday routine, um, brunch days when it's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Brent, definitely uh, Sundays, though. You know, you get to sleep in if you can. I wish everybody could sleep in. I understand a lot of people have watch and stuff. Um, I don't have any, I don't stand any watches unless we have a Raz or CN Anchor. But yeah, definitely look forward to sleeping in because you get tired of waking up at the same time every day. Yeah. You know? So we just hit Singapore a few days ago, mm. or uh, like a week, two weeks ago, or something like that. Mm. And um, so awesome port visit. It was my first ever foreign port visit. That's so same. was it was yours too? Yes, sir. So what what you do out in town like? What do you do for fun? How did it feel being in like halfway across the world in a completely different country? Well, honestly, uh, Singapore didn't feel like we was halfway across the world for some reason. I felt like we were just in some big city area. I'm from a big city myself, so kind of felt like downtown Chicago, if, if that makes sense. Um, mainly because we went down to, um, I think it's called Orchard Road, where um, it's just a lot of shopping malls and skyscrapers. Um, that's what that's what we saw. So, and it's a it was definitely a different experience, you know, see, seeing people of different nationalities. Um, the language barrier was different, but it wasn't too bad. Like everyone over there speaks English, for the most part. So that was that was pretty good. Um, I did go see go to the uh, art museum out there. The art museum was very unique. Um, got a couple souvenirs. Um, the downer was the weather, though. The weather, man, turned everything off. Because it, it was nice. You wanted to go outside and do stuff, but it was just raining the entire time. Uh, I give it a 6 out of 10, to be honest. It was my first first port visit, but could have been better. Yeah, I think it was it was super fun. Like, so we, nice we went around Marina Bay Sands on, on my side of things. Yeah. Um, the food there, the food there was right, really The food good. was definitely good. Like, you could get really anything. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was just a fun city. Um, they had I mean, fried chicken at McDonald's. I ain't seen that. Yeah, they their McDonald's was so different. So I, I'm actually kind of kicking myself that I didn't get McDonald's because their like ice cream looked really good. Like they had, oh, the, yeah. they had like the cone and you like dip it into the chocolate and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Their ice cream and like they had fried chicken there. Like it was good. And then we were there around Lunar New Year time. Mm. So really awesome time there. Like oh, yeah, yeah. We went out to a um, couple um, clubs for uh, Chinese New Year. And it was a um, pretty nice environment as well. Um, everybody's everybody's friendly for the most part. I definitely like that. I look forward to our future port visits. Yeah, it was super fun. Like everybody was nice. They had some awesome like music playing and festivals and all that. So Lunar New Year in Singapore was awesome. So I mean, hopefully we got some really good port visits coming up. Hopefully, mm -hmm. um, but. It's been uh, it's been super fun being underway too, and uh, it's it's been a good uh, deployment. What are you looking forward to uh, for the rest of the deployment as far as kind of uh, work and routine and kind of having fun? Okay. Um, well, the main things I'm looking forward to are the events that uh, MWR be having. Um, I know we have a uh, we just talked about a spelling bee, so I think that'll be pretty cool, right? Uh, I was talking to ETC Estrada. Telling them like, hey, uh, I'm the third grade spelling bee champ, so I'm trying to, you know, call some people out, see, see if they can actually, uh, you know, spell. I, th I think it'll be pretty fun. Um, it's, it's different, right? Uh, so we're gonna have that coming up. Maybe I look, I look forward to all the MWR events like karaoke, bingo, uh, game nights. I look forward to those type of things. Um, aside from that, holiday routine, and then uh, hopefully a beer day. But I doubt they have. <laughs> 
Yeah, so for everybody at home, beer days after you're at sea for 45 days. Hopefully, hopefully we, we, we get one at some point. But yeah, no, it's been super fun. And um, MWR for people at home, like what what does MWR do exactly? Um, MWR is Morale, uh, Recreation, and Welfare. Yeah. Like that. Um, and basically, it's in the title, right? Um, is The whole purpose is to boost morale throughout the ship. Um, and just for our sailors in general, so that they, uh, they better have a better head going into the fight, you know, um, being able to do their job on a daily basis and just staying positive. That's that's the whole purpose of it. Yeah, and you guys do a really good work of trying to keep people positive and all that, and that's awesome. So last uh, last question here so you're always up there for the razes the replenishment at sea and uh for seeing anchor and all of that um we always pick the breakaway music but I, I don't know if you've ever gotten to pick one what would be your go-to song for breakaway ah uh, hmm that's a good question sir just put me on the spot right there yeah. i don't know i'm ghetto sir so i play like some chief key for something if you, if you know what that is yeah, but, no, I know Chief Keith. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'd, I'd play something. Like yeah, I, I highly doubt it. But I would play something, you know, to get the crew hype. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I honestly don't know. That's a tough question. You had to come back to me on that one. Yeah, Chief Keith would be good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if he has some, some, I don't know if some replenishment ship family like that friendly either. songs, though. I don't know. You'd have to search through <laughs> Spotify. Trust me. I've got like over 1,100 yeah. songs. The now. other day, I wanted to play uh, Rihanna Umbrella. Me too. Because it, yeah. it was raining. So I'm like, okay, it would have been the perfect time to play it. That was, that was my exact thought. Yeah. Well, PS3, thank you so much for joining me on the Bodar Blast. It's been a pleasure. Um, and. Keep doing what you're doing. You're you're just an awesome person, awesome influence. Thank it's you, sir. PS3 Med, uh, Redmond. Thank you. PS3 out. And that was an amazing interview with PS3 M uh, Redmond. He's just such a great person. Uh, just is so high, just high energy, and just happy to be around people all the time, and just a great spirit. So. Uh, keep on doing what you're doing, PS3. You're doing amazing things, and uh, you're representing Decatur uh, with that bold and daring spirit that we love. So, uh, finishing out towards the end of the show here, we do have a segment that we're bringing back. Uh, obviously, if you have questions that you want us to answer on the show, just let me know, and we're more than happy to answer them. But today's question for our Around the Mess Deck segment is going to be, what was your favorite thing that you did in uh, Singapore? So, kick it over to the Mess Decks. So welcome to our second version of the segment around the mess decks, and uh, I'm going to talk to LS2 Henry first. So LS2, what's going on? What did you do that was the most exciting thing that you did in Singapore? So for me, the most exciting thing that I have done in Singapore was when I actually went to Marina Bay Sands um, Hotel right there because I it was pretty amazing. So when we went over there to actually go to shopping because I was trying to like get a new charger for my Apple iPod. We actually managed to go down there, me and my little buddy, um, FC3 and McCaskill, we went down there. And then after that, like, we we're trying to figure out like how to get into the Apple store. Because when we we're going there, I guess they had closed off like one of the sections because they were going like, to celebrate the Chinese New Year's. So we ended up having to go inside the actual mall and like looking at it and see how vast and wide and like very upscale it was. It was like, it blew my mind. Especially like you already know how clean and well organized Singapore is. So it really lived up to that kind of standard. Because for us, like, we had to go like two more stores, stores down and then after they took you like to the underneath basement 
we like were walking about and after we saw like this little entrance into the apple um thing because it has like a little big apple stand like in the middle of it we made it to the left hand turn we went in there and then after that we had like just your regular apple setup you know like pretty much like a middle table with all the apple products that spread out and then after on the walls just a little like apple products here and here and then after it had an escalator that went up there and when we went up to the escalator it like took you to this nice little dome thing we can actually get to see the actual city waterfront and it was very beautiful it was amazing yeah marina bay sands was awesome like mm -hmm. i got to go by too and i got some new vans there and i'm telling you that place was amazing so. yes that's what i'm saying so i loved it there the marina bay sands like it was an amazing place to actually be at right there it kind of like also makes me a little bit envious that you know i'm you know america couldn't like actually do it in a sense like i'm not trying to shade it in a sense in that way but the way how they designed their city, the way how they kept it clean and everything, they take pride in it, it's just something that's awe-inspiring. And I think like a lot of Americans would actually feel like, hey, if they can do it and get this stuff together, why can't we, you know? Sweet. That's so So cool. still walking around and uh, we got GM2 Hogue here with GM2 Cortez. What was your favorite experience from Singapore? Being able to see Singapore whenever, uh, whenever we're pulling in. Just being able to see the land aspect. What things did you eat, GM2 Cortez? I tried Singaporean KFC. Really? Yeah. What was that like? It wasn't the greatest. It wasn't yeah, the it greatest? Was, it was a good take. I know they I know they serve fried chicken at their McDonald's. Do you go to McDonald's? I there? tried, but it was so busy. Really? It was really busy. Yeah. Legit. All right. Sweet. So we've uh, come over to the Mestex now, and we got uh, MMFN Edlund, who's now walking away, but we got uh, uh, CSSN uh, Burton and FC3 uh, Biker. So, what was your favorite experience in Singapore? I would have to say going to the, going to the Botanical Gardens. Uh, that place, so like, they show uh, information about how like certain plants are used in medical and like medicines aspects and also just showcase some of the beautiful uh, wildlife that it or flora that is in Singapore. Nice. What about you, Becker? Um, I'd say I'd say the cable car was pretty fun and but I'd say the most fun part about Singapore was going to a hot pot with like eight eight different people and just having a good time there eating some good food like what, what'd you what's part of like the hot pot thing? Like what'd you have exactly so they, food? You order a broth, right? and they give you this big pot that's split into two and i ordered the spicy one just because I, I like spicy food and then you go up to this pretty much counter and it has anything you can put anything in there whatever type of meat you want whatever type of noodles you want anything really so nice yeah. all right thanks guys well as you can tell our sailors had a great time out in singapore uh just seeing a different country and uh, being welcomed so warmly has uh, everybody had fun and was were able to see some pretty awesome things that for some of us will be a once in a lifetime experience so that's kind of the cool thing about being able to travel and see the world in the navy so uh, we'll continue this segment hopefully if people continue to like it but uh, if you do have questions remember question and answer uh, send them in over to uh, Miss Leesman and we can get those answered on this show uh, with that, that's uh, wrapping up this week's show. So thank you to PS3 Redmond, all of our sailors that uh, answered our questions on the uh, Mestex. And uh, we'll see you for the next episode, our fifth episode, and continuing to highlight uh, black achievement in the Navy as we head into, uh, into Black History Month. So uh, thanks for joining me. I'm Lieutenant Junior Grade Danny Ehrlich from the USS Decatur, and we'll catch you next time. We'll be there.